welcome to the Happy Psychic Podcast with me, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. I'm a clairvoyant life coach and two-time breast cancer survivor. And with this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of healing and personal growth. We're also going to explore the spirit realm together and what it's like to be a clairvoyant medium. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of The Happy Psychic. I am your host, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. And in this episode, I, well, some of you may be aware that um, I often would go onto my Instagram stories and post myself to be available to answer people's questions, whether that's on spirituality, mediumship, healing, whatever it might be. And I do try to get as you know, many of the questions as possible answered, but it's not always possible to get through everything. So what I have done for this episode is I have gathered together what I felt were some of the more interesting questions that haven't been answered already. And I wanted to go through those with you today. So it's a bit of a Q&A, but of course, if you have additional questions, I would love to answer them as well. So feel free to get in touch. Now, the first question, and I do have to ask my guide for um, the responses on these, but uh, the first question is, do people stay together in the afterlife whenever they cross over? So married couples, for example, and it's not always the case. So, for example, you may have two people who were together for their whole entire lives, um, but whenever they cross over, actually they have a really strong soul connection to somebody else that was in that life, maybe a person that they met before they met their life partner. Um, Or it could be that they have a connection actually from a previous life as well that they connect with on a soul level. So my grandmother, for example, she is my guide. If anybody, sometimes I would slip up and I will say, nanny says this, nanny says that. But my guide that I work with the most at the moment is my grandmother. And I am very, very fortunate to have her working with me. But she actually had been engaged to a gentleman before she met the man that she then married and went on to have children with. Now, that relationship didn't last forever, but I do sometimes get them coming through together in the world of spirit. And I know that they're civil and there's no issues or concerns, you know, any animosity that existed on the earth plane has disappeared in the afterlife however I did ask her are you together like are you together in the afterlife and she said no I've got someone different and she said Richard and Richard was her um the person that she was engaged to before um she crossed over so it is just important to recognize that although we might have had long-standing relationships with somebody specific in the earth, actually our stronger soul connection could be with somebody different or, you know, the one that got away, for example. So it's just worth keeping that in mind. Um, not that it makes any difference. You know, we all love each other on the other side. So there's, you know, there's no issue there, but it is just nice to have a bit of a picture really, isn't it, of what happens whenever whenever we do cross over. So another question that I had had was, does intimacy exist in 
the afterlife. So obviously here on the earth plane, whenever we're with somebody, you know, more times than not, we are physically intimate. We have that physical intimacy here on the earth plane, but obviously in the afterlife, we sort of have this idea that it's a bit, I want to say woo-woo, but I feel like that's a bit of a derogatory term, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit mystical. We don't really have all the answers of what goes on, but my guide, Nanny, um, she has said that intimacy does exist in the afterlife, but she's actually telling me that there is a much more stronger connection that we feel to people in the afterlife. And obviously we have the physical touch, feel, sensation aspect of a relationship on the earth plane, but we don't feel our emotions as deep. The physical human body is not able to cope with that level of emotional sensation, essentially. That is the short term. We just, we wouldn't be able to live. If we had the capacity to feel on the same level as what we do in spirit, then we wouldn't, we just wouldn't be able to function here. It's just not possible for our body to, to manage that. So yes, intimacy does exist and we can have a very intimate connection with somebody in the afterlife now my guide is saying to me right now that it is similar to an intimate six if I can only speak my guide is saying to me now that it is similar to an intimate sexual connection but we experience it differently so it's not it's not the same as intercourse but it's similar but on an emotional level like a soul connection level so there you go it's very interesting to know um, the next question was, is our whole future set in stone? And it's funny, actually, that this was one of the questions that I got, because I, I often, whenever I'm doing, say, like a one-on-one reading for somebody, I always encourage people to ask questions. And I will get a lot of questions sometimes from somebody saying, will I get this? Will this happen to me? Will I be happy? Will I meet the man of my dreams? Will I meet the woman of my dreams? Um, so it's very much, I think that there are people out there who do believe that actually our full path is carved out. And that's not the case. That's inaccurate. So our whole future is not always set in stone. And even if we do have a destined path to walk, usually there are milestones and then we have wiggle room in between those sort of set points on our path. So no, our future isn't set in stone. And it's also important to remember, and it's been my experience from doing readings and from the work that I've done with spirits so far in investigating the afterlife. Um, it is my knowledge that actually some people have more set points than others. And some people don't have any at all. You know, there are people out there that come here and don't have those destined points that they need to adhere to, and they are just given free reign. So that does exist, you know, complete free will. But no, our whole future isn't set in stone. So if you're asking me or you're wanting to know, you know, am I going to get this job? Or, you know, will I will I be happy? Will I move house next year? Chances are that my response to you is going to be, well, actually, 
the reins are in your control for this. The ball is in your court. So it's up to you. You have free will. The choices that you make will define the direction that you head in, but you're actually in control. But what I can then offer is guidance And this is what spirit often brings through is just really guidance on what will happen if they take a certain path. What would be the better path to take? How can they achieve their goal of moving house next year? You know, how can they be happy? What do they have to do in order to make happiness something realistic for them? So that's where... I try to educate people a little bit more. So no, our future isn't isn't always set in stone, but there are often certain milestones, but not everybody has those. Um, the next question is, do we get to pick our children? Whenever we are incarnating, we obviously decide where we're incarnating into. So On occasion, we do get to pick our children, but actually it's more often the other way around where the children pick the grownups, they pick their parents. Sometimes there is a soul contract and an agreement that is made where you're coming as someone's child. So it's almost like an agreement. Maybe you've had a couple of different incarnations with somebody. And actually, I did an Akashic Record reading this morning with um, a lady and she has had past connections with somebody that's in her life at the moment um, but they've had a strained relationship through these past incarnations and they agreed to incarnate again in this life together now in the last lifetime this young woman was the parent who had the baby but now that baby has actually returned in this life as her mother And she is the child, but this would have been pre-agreed because of the soul contract and the and the relationship issues that they're actually working out together. Um, So, you know, on occasion, yes, we can pick our children, but often it is the children that pick us. Um, What I would say, and actually this ties into the next question. So the next question is, do we have to agree to a life contract before we come? Um, now, whenever we whenever we are planning our life contract before we come, that might include any destined children that we have. So it could it, it could be as straightforward as the fact that you're destined to have two children. So there's two children for certainty that are going to be in your life, and then any others after that would be you know, potential additional children that you could go on to have, but they would form part of your free choice. So the first two would be destined and the others would be part of your free choice. However, it could be a case that actually your life contract stipulates that, yes, I am going to have two children and one of them will be with this individual that I have had three past lives with or a hundred past lives with. Okay. So that I just think is really interesting to know. And that comes through quite a lot in readings and spirit would reiterate that to me as well. But do we have to agree to a life contract before we come? Um, in most cases, 
if there is a purpose to your life, a specific purpose, and you have specific goals. And what I mean by those are specific growth goals. So growth on a soul level, because whenever we incarnate here on earth, we're coming here to grow, to learn, to develop, and to experience. However, it actually was a massive surprise to me that some people come with a blank life contract. Some people actually come with just a blank sheet of paper and the world is their oyster. So whenever I'm doing a reading and I see somebody who is on a period of their life where they have a lot of free will, spirit will show me a long leash. You know, like when you're walking the dog and the the leash is all extended out, that's what they'll show me. So I know that that person has is is in a period of their life where they've got a lot of free will at play. Now, whenever I see somebody that is a part of their life where it's destined or they're having to adhere to their life contract, I see them on a short leash. And that's usually their guides that would have them on the short leash, or that's certainly how it comes through to me. And this is where we are almost battered into submission to make sure that we adhere to the contract that we have. However, if we have come into this life and they are few and far between, you know, more people come with a contract than those who come without. But if people come without a contract, it just means that they've got a lot of free will and they'll still have guidance. You know, they usually still have guides, but they are they've got more flexibility really on some of the choices and a lot of the choices and the big life decisions as well they make because it's often the life decisions that are in our life contract but it's not always certain you know things like marriage it's not always in our life contract it might be that we're destined to have two long-term relationships the first one ends because you know your partner has died in a car crash for example things like that can be destined but actually the marriage element of it might not be it might be well actually as we'll have these partnerships but marriage might not fall into it it depends on your life contract so the next question is can I refuse to fulfill my life contract or my soul contract as I I often call it and the answer is that there are occasions where it does need to be ripped up but it's very difficult to get out of it. And in most instances, you will be you will be sort of pushed down the road of fulfilling your soul contract. Um, it's your human that is probably being driven by ego and things like that and isn't aware of the higher purpose. Um, and usually the higher purpose wins, you know, unfortunately or fortunately for some people. Um, but it was a, it was what you agreed to when you came here. So it's very unusual. It has happened. My guide has told me it has happened and it can happen, but it's very unusual for that to be changed once we're on the earth plane. Um, extenuating circumstances, she has just said to me. Okay. Um, so do we all have spirit guides or a spirit guide? And... Most of us, okay, this is interesting. Um, most of us have at least one. Um, and that guide would be with us from birth. Um, and you, usually they'll stay for the duration. And there will be others that will come in on that path. Um, 
this is really interesting actually because I I didn't have a lot of information on this before I asked the question but um some people do come without a fixed spirit guide but she is telling me that they do get guidance coming in still from others as and when required but they're kind of going solo so that is actually interesting because I I had made the assumption that actually everybody had a spirit guide and that's not the case. I haven't knowingly come across anybody who doesn't have a guide. Um, my guide is telling me that it's often whenever somebody ex- wants to experience hardship in this life, if they've chosen that as part of their life plan for their soul growth, um, it's sometimes easier, she has said, without the intervention of that guidance but she is showing me she's actually referred to them as elders she's referred to people coming in around this person to give um support so I can see like a support blanket coming in from spirit but your guide is there for guidance and if you don't want the intervention and you want to be able to um experience the hardship or experience things in a certain way in your life then there is a chance that you might not have a spirit guide um, so what's the difference between a spirit guide and guardian angels? Okay, my guide is telling me that they're similar um, they perform similar functions, she's telling me, um, but they're a little bit different. And guardian angels, she's telling me, have ascended further and she's talking about the hierarchy. So I know that angels must ascend well that makes sense that they would have to ascend a bit further to get their to get their wings and they're on a different level she's showing me um she's actually all saying as well that angels aren't always necessarily haven't always necessarily had an earth existence so angels haven't always had a life on earth whereas guides often do they typically have had a life on earth so they've had experience in the life that you're leading or a similar life um, and they're coming with you to give you guidance your spirit guide as well it could be somebody from like a past life or from your current life even that you have lost as well but it's not always somebody that we know I think I'm not saying that it's an unusual situation for me um you know, it's common that we have ancestors will come in and support us at periods in our life. And I'm, you know, I'm under no assumption that my, well, I know that my guide, my my grandmother, Nanny, I know she's not going to be with me for my whole life here, but she's with me at the time being, which is great. Um, so there you go. And my next question is, were you born a medium? And I do get that actually quite a lot. And I, it's a difficult question to answer because I was born obviously with all of the abilities and capabilities that I have. Some of them hadn't been opened up. It's like, you know, when you you learn to do cold calling, when you take a job in telesales, you're born with the tools to do that, but then you need somebody to show you how to hone the skills. Um, And I wasn't aware of ever having any mediumistic experiences whenever I was a child um and my guide is telling me that in my younger years I did 
Um, and I seen spirits quite regularly and I had a strong awareness of spirit. And she's telling me that there was a lot of people around me, but there must have been a point in my life where I forgot that information and um, maybe became embedded in my earth life. I'm not sure, but I definitely moved away from it. But I have no recollection of having that as a child. What I did have as a child was this ability to just know stuff. Um, I just I knew things that I shouldn't have known. And I could really sense and feel out situations. I could read people. You know, I worked as a recruiter for years and um, I was a headhunter. And I could always remember, you know, people used to say to me that I worked with, like, how do you know that about that person? How do you know he's going to get the job? How do you know that that's their situation? And I don't really know how I knew. Um, I just knew. I, I was a very good reader of people. But I hadn't realized that actually that was probably my gifts coming through and maybe my psychic abilities. So I always had that, but I I just assumed that everybody had that. Um, but it really took me in, in my later years to, you know, I was in my 30s whenever I discovered that I was a medium and I could communicate with the other side. And then I developed it from there. But no, I... I, I I would say that actually a lot of us are born with the capabilities and it's just a matter of whether we choose to hone them in. And some people will be more capable than others. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just some of us have more natural capabilities. You know, if you sent me to go and run a marathon, I would collapse probably after the first five minutes, if I'm being honest. I, I'm not a marathon runner. I would have to work very, 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 very hard. And even then I'd still probably be coming last. So it just gives you an idea, like we all have different natural abilities and natural gifts. Mediumship might be one of yours. It might not be. Or it might be that actually you're a great empath and you can really sense spirit um, and you have that clear cognizance, but you might not have clairvoyance or you might really struggle to develop your clairvoyance. So yeah, we all have an innate ability. We're all born with something. We all have a connection, but we don't always use it. Um, and one last question is, um, I actually put this in because I, I, I thought it was really relevant and I, I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to paint a picture, but I did get an email from um, somebody who had done a reading for, and she had asked me about details of her next partner. And I wasn't able to tell her because there wasn't a fixed person coming onto her path. And she, she wanted to know, well, you've been able to tell my friend about hers. And that just really comes down to life contracts and things again. You know, some of us will have destined things that are coming up on our path. Some of us won't for a little bit. So actually, we're going to have, you know, the next few years, say, you know, single person. And we're going to be out, you know, single and ready to mingle. But it's not always destined who that person or that next person is coming into our path. The interactions that we have, if we're bumping into other people that are um, in a period of uh, free choice and free will, and we're in a period where we're really using our free will, then it's not always going to be firm that actually, oh, it's going to be Jared or it's going to be Sarah. It's not always as clean cut as that. But however, if you do have a person coming onto your path that is destined, then I'm able to tell you about the person. I might be able to tell you their height, what they do for a living, what they look like, what their personality is like, maybe a name or an initial, things like that, color of their skin, 
where they live. So there's a lot of information that I can bring through. But if it's not a set person, if it's not a destined part of your path, then it's an impossibility, really. So, so there you go. But I've really enjoyed this today. Um, it's something I, I really enjoy talking about. I, I could talk about this all day. And I hope that you enjoy it just as much as well. And I'd welcome any additional questions. And if you have enjoyed this episode, let me know. And I can do more like this in the future as well. But thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of your days. I hope you've enjoyed the show if you could leave some feedback or rate the show it would be a big help for other potential listeners and don't forget to follow or subscribe so you receive notification when i've added a new episode you can also follow me on both facebook and instagram at Gemma lonsdale guru and the website is guidinglight.guru mm-hmm.